0: I'm Jackie Jones and welcome to my podcast, Living Life Being Human, the number one podcast for anxiety, stress, and mental health support. Don't forget to click subscribe to be notified of my latest podcast episodes. And if you get any value from this podcast, support me by leaving a review. It really does help me out and it motivates me to keep making these podcasts. You can connect with me on social media at Jackie Jones Coaching or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel to get weekly videos all around anxiety, stress and mental health. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Living Life Being Human show with myself Jackie Jones and um, I'm going to be doing this podcast with my son Carl. Which, um, to start off with, hi, Carl, in the room in the house, Um, the Internet was a bit of a a, a pain. So apologies for being late. Uh, But first off, I wanted to just do a bit of a trigger warning, because I am going to be talking with Carl about my recent cancer diagnosis and how that's impacting on me and my family in the hopes that it could support and help other people that are going through something similar. Um, I'm, you know me, I'm an open book, and I share all my thoughts and feelings across social media quite happily. So if you've got any questions, then feel free to ask me. And other than that, we just thought we would share with you some of our experiences over the past few weeks and months.
1: Yeah, I just thought it'd be nice to, because um, I know a lot of people are going through what we're going through. And cancer's a bit of a taboo subject, isn't it, um, after a diagnosis you know, just speaking to my friends, you know, no one really knows whether to talk about it, whether to not talk about it or, you know, um, whether people want to talk about it or whether it's, you know, so I just thought we'd sort of open up about our experience so far and just let people know that it's all right to talk about it. Well, for us anyway, you know, like we talk about it most days, it's not the sort of big pink elephant in the room with us. No, not at all. Um, I know some people that might be different um, so obviously you're a psychotherapist, I thought, because I just mentioned yesterday, didn't I? We've literally not been offered any mental health support at all, really. No. So it's such a massive, you know, impact on your life. And, you know, for some people it's terminal and it's just, we've not been offered any support at all, really. And no. financial as well. Um, so, you know, it can be a massive burden for a lot of people to, hold, to carry on their own.
0: Well, that's it. Um, and with COVID being the way that it is at the moment, a lot of people that are going through this are having to go through treatment on their own because you can't have anybody with you now. Um, so that on top of everything else, you know, if you are living on your own and you want some support, it, it can be a nightmare. Um, lucky for me, I, I've got, you know, you you live with me. Um, I've got family and friends around me, but I'm really positive about this and the outcome. Um, Physically, there's not a lot I can do about it other than go through the treatment that they've suggested to me. But mentally, I think there's an awful lot that we can do for ourselves with a positive mindset and what we can do outside of the physical symptoms that are going
1: on. So how did you feel when you first got diagnosed?
0: This I, I did a post on this. This is a really weird one because I just felt really ashamed. And guilty for some strange reason and i i still haven't got to grips with why that was i don't know um and then my initial thought was for my clients and how it was going to impact on them and can i continue working and the practical stuff like that
1: yeah you've been like that the whole time before every post you're like you're always worried about what anyone else thinks should i post this in case someone else gets triggered by it and it's like well hang on and it wasn't until i said well you posting about it might help someone actually going through this yeah rather than always thinking this might upset someone else and I'm like it's your cancer you know you're the one with cancer stop worrying about whether people how they're going to react to what you post or what you say but that's the weird
0: thing it it, it literally I just felt really awkward and you know anybody that follows me will have seen my original post that I put up about my diagnosis and the reason why I did that was because it was easier for me to just put it out there than to individually explain to each client as I was seeing them um, what I'm going through. And you might have noticed I've had my hair cut short and it's going to be even shorter tomorrow because one of the side effects of the chemo that I'm having is I, I will lose my hair. So it's a bit of a giveaway on Zoom. and. It is a trigger for clients. You know, for for some clients that I'm seeing, my appearance is going to change. Um, It doesn't matter how healthy I feel and how positive I am; just what people are seeing is going to be a trigger for them. And that—that to me has been one of the hardest things to come to terms with.
1: Is the fact that that's going to trigger other people?
0: Yeah, and you know, I know we—we you said earlier on about it's not a big pink elephant in the room. But when you're in a therapy session with somebody, it is a big pink elephant in the room and the therapy isn't about me. And that's one of my main concerns. It still is now with clients. You know, my clients have been so supportive, really supportive. You know, I've warned them that I might need to reschedule or cancel appointments and they've been brilliant, but there's no getting away from the fact that I have cancer and it is going to be a third thing in the room with us, and I'm still not sure how it's going to pan out over the next few weeks and months.
1: No. So, with someone who has a diagnosis, what what can they do to sort of, you know, offload? Because sometimes I don't know if you're just putting on a brave face for us or whether you actually are alright, and say you are that person that's putting on a brave face. They might not want to, you know, break down, especially if it's like, you know, the bloke of the family or, you yeah. know, the big, the big matchy person. Where, where do they need? What, what can they do to go and get help if they, if they don't want to open up to their friends and family? Well, the, the, you of- know,
0: there is Macmillan is is brilliant. You know, it's, it's it's funny. I know Facebook has a wonderful way of posting things in front of you that you've clicked on. Um, but literally my Facebook is full of Macmillan and you know they do have forums they do have chat rooms where people can go in there and I'm sure you know there is support out there for people but speaking to somebody that's you know kind of not invested in your life that you can be honest and open with them and share anything that's going on for you is going to be a bonus and if that's seeing a a, a psychotherapist or a counsellor Or, you know, somebody that isn't actually involved in the family or maybe even your treatment. You know, I I think that's going to be a positive thing for everybody and family members as well. You know, I've said I think I've said it to you before. Now, it's easy for me because I know what I'm going through. I know the treatment. I know how I feel. It's, It's the people around me that you know, just bystanding and watching whatever's happening. And it's kind of like you're out of control. I still feel quite in control of everything. So maybe yeah. it's more, how are you feeling about it? Who do you need to talk to?
1: <laughs> well, that's the other thing, isn't it? It's like, it's a bit like a, re- a nuclear bomb, isn't it? There's like fallout and people around you and, yeah. you know, how, how, how they react and stuff and what sort of support can people, around them get as well what what should they be doing what questions should the per the the family be asking the person whether you know how do they open up that conversation because if if one of my friends or family obviously not you but someone else had cancer i you know it is sometimes awkward you know asking them how they are or whether you know whether they want to talk about it or
0: well, I we have a really good relationship. I think I have a really good relationship with all three of my kids. The last one, the teenager, at times it's a bit hit and miss, to be fair. Um, but we we've always been really honest. And you know, one of the things that I would say to anybody, whether it's a family member or the person that's actually going through it, is you know really be honest with yourself about what it is that you want. You know, and, and literally lay your cards on the table. If, if you're not wanting to talk about it 24-7, you know, then let people know, I know you're here for me. And if I need anything, I'll ask you. But other than that, we just carry on as normal. But you yourself have got to know what it is that you want. And that's me as, you know, the, the one with cancer and you as a family member. I think it's about just being really completely honest with each other we share a lot you know and I don't know how much it is that you want to hear from me I'm absolutely fine for people to ask me questions anybody can ask me questions I'm not gonna give lots of information off my back but if somebody says to me how are you I'll probably 99% of the time say I'm fine because I am you know well that's
1: the other thing if you do ask someone and, and like you say I'm fine what- how do you get below that, that initial, oh, the weather's nice, isn't it? And, oh, you, you know, yesterday I took the kids to the park. And if you do want to open up that conversation let your friends and family know, well, hang on, let's go a bit deeper, you know, are you actually OK? How, what's the best way to sort of get through that small talk and actually get to trying to help someone?
0: By being honest. You know, one of the things I say a lot in, in you know, therapy and online is it's about being alongside somebody while they're going through their journey. Nobody can do this for me. Do you know what I mean? It's my journey. And like I said, I'm really positive about it and I'm taking each day as it comes. But to have somebody alongside me that I know, no matter what, I can just pick up the phone. If I'm having a shit day, I can just let them know I'm having a shit day. But underneath it, I'm okay. It's okay for me to have good days and bad days and still be okay throughout it, if that makes sense. But, Mm. you know... the physical stuff is out of my control, but the way I am about my mindset and my mental health—that's a hundred percent down to me. But you know, being authentic, being honest, being—you know—out there with it to me is the only way to be with most mental health things. Because if we—if we don't let people in, that's usually when we get annoyed and frustrated because we think people don't care. And it's hard, it's hard to be vulnerable, you know, whether that's around mental health, whether that's around illness or chronic disease or anything, you know, being vulnerable takes an awful lot of courage. And I think that's the bit that a lot of people struggle with.
1: Yeah. That's the other thing. How how, how does someone remain positive when they're going through this?
0: I, I can only talk about how I do it, literally. I'm in the moment, in this moment, I am okay. It's kind of like, you know, going back to before I was diagnosed, I just wanted to know, I'm one of those people that I need to know the facts. Once I've got the facts, I'm all right with it. Not knowing is the worst thing for me. So it's kind of like when somebody said, yes, it's stage three C ovarian cancer. I was okay with that. It was like, okay, now what do we do? it wasn't a shock to me at all, you know, but, but when I know what's ahead of me, the only thing that changed from the moment I found out my diagnosis was somebody had told me my health hadn't changed the day before to what it was when they told me nothing in my life had changed other than somebody had actually said, you've got cancer. Yeah. And that's what I say to an awful lot of my clients is nothing's changed other
1: than your thinking about it that's been the worst thing for me as well as you, you give all your control to the you know the doctor in you know with the diagnosis and you, you've all all through this process you've always been the last person to find out yeah and um, I we've suspected this for months but no one would actually tell you categorically yes this is what you've got yeah They're like oh we need a bit more results and we need a bit more of this and it's like everyone was tiptoeing around the subject rather than just saying, actually, you know, this is the blood mark you've got, which is a sign of this. On the CT scan it's looking like it is this. They just, oh, you know, it's nothing to worry about. and. And then, well, it like- was really
0: interesting because whenever, because of COVID again, you know, it has been a nightmare for, the, you know, the medical people as well as me. So, so a lot of it was done via phone calls. And the first thing that they all said when they spoke to me was, how much do you already know? Yeah. And my answer to that was, well, I've Googled it. But like you say, nobody would actually come out and say anything for for weeks and weeks. It was it was the not knowing that did my head in more than anything else.
1: And even on Thursday, you turned up for chemo. You're meant to be going every week. And the guy said, oh, you're coming every three weeks now. Yeah. And no one's even told you that. No one, you know, That's the first you heard about it, when they're literally hooking up to the, the chemo. Oh, actually, it's every three weeks now. Yeah. And I was on, I was on the phone saying, ask him to double check. <laughs> and I think the poor guy had to go and check three times because we're like, no one's told you that you, your whole treatment plan's changed now. Yeah. Actually, when they're hooking you up to the thing, and I think that's disgraceful. Well... So it's, it's no wonder people feel so out of control because yeah. they're not even told what's going on, never mind trying to make, you know, life-saving life or changing decisions for their, themselves. And
0: yeah, so it, it, it is difficult, it,
1: but... It, it must be easy to feel overwhelmed by this because, like I said, you're, t- you're almost taking out the loop completely and you're just putting your lives in someone else's hands, just turning up for the meetings. They tell you exactly what's going on. You know, there's not many other things in life where someone literally is telling you everything that's going on with you and your body, isn't it? And yeah. you've just got to turn up and just go along with it. But and I think it's, that's... Al- it's almost like they've not asked you, do you want this, do you want that? You know, it's just like you turn up, you sit in the seat, you do what we tell you, sort of thing. So, what would you say about. Well, I feel a lot more in control of your treatment, which is strange because I've been reading a million books about it all. Yeah. If it was me with the diagnosis, <clears throat> I'd feel a lot more in control now because I, I feel like this, there's a few little things we can help to move the needle in our favour. But
0: Well, that's it. There's a lot. And, to, you know, to be fair to anybody listening to this, I think in the space of a week you've read seven books on cancer. Um, you, You've you got to be in your bonnet with it. And, you know, it isn't just... A, the Sledgehammer approach that the NHS offered that that we're doing, you know, my diet has radically changed and I'm taking supplements and, you know, we don't want to go down the medication route and everything, but we're doing a lot more besides the chemo to to work on this, which again has put me feeling like I'm in control of it. You know, but the NHS is on its bloody knees, to be fair. The, Mm. The chemo ward that I was on was full and there was three members of staff on there looking after everybody. It's, you know, COVID, the knock-on effect of everything now. I think it, it is difficult. So, you know, and as far as what they're doing, it might sound a bit weird, but I'm okay with them telling me what I need to do and just following that, knowing that we're doing things outside of that, that's only going to make my chances even better. You know, this this to me is just a process. Somebody said that I've got cancer. I still don't feel unwell. I, I still feel exactly the same as what I did before. You keep saying you
1: feel like a fraud. I do. I feel like and... a fraud.
0: <laughs> and, I, you know, as a psychotherapist, I'm not sure whether that's me in denial or not because I feel absolutely fine. The chemo knocked me for six. I'm shattered. But take that out of the equation and everything is just as it was. So, you know, it, it's it's about you feeling that you have the right to ask questions. I think that's the big thing for me. If you are in a room with, you know, medical professionals, yes, they know their job, but it's your body and you, it's okay for you to ask questions.
1: Yeah, we, we had a few eye rolls and dirty looks when I started questioning about stuff. And it yeah. seems like the medical profession has got a completely different view on it than the scientific, you know, and they don't, they don't they don't want to come at it from all angles or even accept that there's a different way than like you say the chemo radiation and the nuclear bomb attack yeah
0: which, you know, it, it works. It, 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 it does its thing. But, you know, it's at what cost for, for some patients? Like I said, the, the surprising thing for me is that whenever we've been to a meeting, they've always said that I'm young and healthy. And it's like, well, I don't feel very young and I've got cancer. So how does that work? But that's that's what they keep saying, that I can undergo this treatment because I am young and healthy you know, but for others that maybe are at a later stage or aren't as young or as healthy, I think it's really important that you feel, you know, empowered to ask questions about what your treatment is. I got a a book with symptoms of things, you know, that we check in whether my temperature's up or what's going on and everything so that Mm. we can check in whether there's anything going wrong. But, you know, my heart just goes out to people that are living through this on their own. I'm lucky I've got you here. You know, Michelle was here when I had my first chemo. But the thought of going through this, if I was on my own, that, you know, that's that's not nice.
1: No. So how, how does someone remain positive then? I know you've spoke about yourself, but thinking about other people that maybe wake up feeling, you know, negative or what's the point or... 'Cause it sounds horrible but they they can become hard to be around as well if the family Yeah you know, if every time they're going around, it's, you know, just negative and they're not willing to try, you know, try different treatments or read books and, you know. A lot of people don't realise there's there's loads of other things you can be doing to help your body than yeah. literally just going for the treatment. There's it's a whole whole encompassing thing, isn't it, that you can you can do to help yourself
0: it's it's difficult and it's hard because you know we're talking about cancer here but any any life event
1: sorry and also how important is a positive mindset when you're going through this it's almost it's almost detrimental to your your body and your mental health to, to just stay in that negative mindset I know you know god I don't I'm not saying it's easy but once you slip into that negative mindset, it's actually really detrimental to actually getting through this, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as human beings, we are defaulted to negativity. That's what we do. It's our survival mechanism. We always want to know the what-ifs, worst-case scenario, all that sort of stuff. But if if you can, you know, switch it around, and like I said, it doesn't matter whether it's cancer or any life event, separation, divorce, or death, whatever it is, you know, if we can look at things positively then physically we will feel better that that's it's awful and I know that people who are depressed it's not that they just go to bed and can't be bothered to get up it you know it it is it is really difficult if you suffer from depression particularly if you haven't got any anybody around but it's more about what you can do rather than what you can't do and if you can start to focus on the the you know the little things that you can do you know, when, when I spoke to somebody with some symptoms that I was having today, he asked me if I can get up in the morning and get myself washed and dressed. We're talking basic stuff here. Mm. But, you know, if you can be positive about that, then that's just the start. We, do, we don't need to climb mountains. You know, you were talking about some chap that was training for a marathon while he was going through chemo. And I'm like, yeah. what the flipping Nell's no, <laughs> chance. You know, I'm struggling to walk around the block sometimes. But it's not about comparing yourself to others. It's about you being the best that you can be with what you're going through and and finding somebody that you can talk to about whatever it is that you're feeling. You will have good days. You will have bad days. You know, don't generalize things. It's about taking each and every moment as it happens. Summer's coming, the sun's shining. Sitting in the garden, just feeling the warmth of the sun on your face is enough to lift your mood. And, you know, it's scientifically proven that if we are positive, if we have a positive mindset, then symptoms lessen. Mm
1: -hmm. There's,
0: There's some amazing studies out there about positivity.
1: The thing that always, like, blows my mind is the placebo study, is the fact that you can take two groups of people, and this is the biggest challenge to get a new medication through, is a placebo study. Yeah. Because you can give a group of people a sugar pill and they'll get better. And there's yeah. no bigger, you know, confirmation that the mind is capable of healing itself when you give a group of people suffering from a certain illness, a sugar pill, and they get better. Yeah. And that's why some medication is so hard. Oh, sorry. I
0: think it's-, it's just being open to that possibility you know not being having a closed mindset that this this is is this is bad this is really bad you know if we're just open just a little crack open that there is a possibility that being positive and having a positive mindset can impact on us physically and obviously mentally in in a really good way with whatever's going on in your life
1: oh, say, so especially your immune system your immune system's so susceptible to Positivity, you know, just getting out and about. Yeah. If you can only walk on the block, you know, just getting out every day and walking on the block, if that's all you can manage after chemo and stuff, then that's a great place to start, isn't it?
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Eating healthy, you know, it all doing some hobbies and stuff like you know, just anything that can take your mind off what you're going through and yeah. add to po- positivity.
0: I think distraction is good. Um, but it's about You know, if people are trying to distract themselves 24-7 they become exhausted then by doing too much, it's okay to sit with your feelings, it's okay to feel down, it's okay to feel sad and unhappy. You know, a feeling is a feeling and it will pass. So it's not about, you know, shying away from whatever it is that's going on for you. It's, it's, it's finding the people around you that you can lead on finding the people around you that you can talk to when you're having a bad day and they're not going to automatically assume that it's really, really bad.
1: Yeah. And the support groups as well, there's local cancer support groups. And I've yeah. been saying to you, you're on a Facebook group and there's, there's women in there that have, have been through what you're, you're going through and they've come out the other side. And I think that would be such an amazing person to, to have in your life yeah. You know, maybe they're not a close friend, maybe it's just some random person you can go offload to, you know, completely speak your mind but if it's someone going through this, something similar to you or like I said, they've been through it as long as it's not going to be a trigger for them and they're happy to, yeah. to help you through that I think that would be an amazing um, support as well
0: Yeah, so, so that was the point of tonight was just to kind of, I don't know, knock down a oh, few barriers left. maybe
1: I'll see if there's any questions. No questions. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no questions.
0: But feel free to, to message me. You can message me or you can email me jackie at jackiejones.co.uk or on any of my social media. And um, I, I will be talking openly. Yes, that's a wonderful book. That was the first book that Carl bought, How to Starve Cancer by Jay McKellen.
1: This is like the third book. But i've read a lot here we go <laughs> there's lots of help out there this, yeah. is look.
0: This, this was the first week
1: there's podcasts there's youtube videos there's scientists studying this stuff day in day out and their research is not getting out to the masses or to the medical profession and some of it sounds bonkers like taking turmeric and people hear it and think that's that's a load of rubbish and the modern media will spin it, that that is a load of rubbish. But there's actually, there's real science behind this stuff. There's, there's studies been run about turmeric and that it actually helps people because it's got anti-inflammatory properties and there's just there's loads of stuff out there. And maybe that'll increase your percentage of getting through this by 2%, but that's 2%, you know, positive effect. If you can add 10 or 20 different things like this, that's just increasing... You know your positive effect by one or two percent every time and it's a bit of turmeric why not why not add that into your life or some broccoli you know there's been studies on broccoli it sounds crazy i know it does even <laughs> listening back to this it just sounds crazy but honestly there's so much science behind this stuff and if you can move the needle just one or two percent with each different thing you're into your life go for it like
0: well to be perfectly honest when you start talking like this all i think is that we you've got nothing to lose exactly it, you know it is what it is and and like i said it's, it's putting a little bit of control back on our side on you know what i'm eating you know one of the the main things is is that you know cancer feeds off sugar cut sugar out that's yeah. it just that one simple thing can increase your chances because that's what cancer needs to to divide and grow and, and feed or whatever it's it's a simple thing but not one person has ever told us that
1: the first thing a doc says is just eat whatever you want to feel good.
0: Have a piece of cake, and I yeah, really, really it. do want to have a piece of cake, but I haven't had
1: one. No. Um, so leave.
0: we'll we'll finish it there, and like I said, you know, feel free to ask me any questions. I will probably be back talking about this, and you know, I appreciate it if you've listened to this from the end and uh, follow me on my journey and see where it leads us.
1: Yep, nice to speak to you. Speak Hope it helps so- someone. <laughs>
0: bye. bye hey thanks for listening to this episode of the living life being human podcast please follow on apple podcast and leave me a review and if you got value from this episode please share it so that others can get value from it too you can connect with me on facebook instagram and youtube at jackie jones coaching or you can visit my website jackiejones.co.uk and click on the free resources tab at the top of the page for all my free and paid support. Thanks for listening.